Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday, February 9th, Fahrenheit 451. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye. You're listening to Blazing Rye backstage, and I would like to welcome the the Kath, the Kelly Lee to my Hoda Philbin, the Sade to my Batterin' Wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan Weeks, how are you, mate? Hey, mate. I'll love you like Walter Pinned down in a scorpion Strange dialogue No other Pinned down and abused Hey All over you All over Sounds great You're helping Try to help my people the sky lay me down, lay me down, lay me down. Paper towels, paper towels, paper towels, paper towels. What's going on, man? Not much, man. What's going on with you, man? Eddie Slavic, he's back, isn't he? Who? Ed Kowalczyk, isn't that the lead singer of uh, Fly? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so how about You're that? Wrong. So often, oftentimes we've talked on this show about how the greatest era of in music was uh, like immediately post Nirvana, pre Hootie, alternative rock. You had the the live, the Counting Crows, the Pearl Jam, the Stone Temple Pilots, the Soundgarden, uh, etc. And uh, live, one of my all-time favorite bands. And then a couple of years ago, Ed Kowalczyk, the lead singer, left the band. And uh, there is very contentious among him and the rest of the band. And they replaced him with this other guy, Chris, who was just uh, not at all anything like Ed. and was just terrible. And, uh, and now Ed's coming back. So, uh, so that is great. And I guess they, they put aside their differences. They, they said something like they're like a family. Uh, where you'll have arguments, but you'll always, you know, love each other in the end, or some shit like that. And now it's uh, they'll they'll tour together again. But I, you know, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with money. Uh, but that you know, it always does. But yeah, how, what what do you think about them getting back together? Oh man, I mean, it's uh, one of those milestones from the '90s. What a great band! I mean, what a, what a highly underrated band too. I think uh, yeah, a lot of emotion in their music and uh, great music. Uh, that just signifies the 90s, and he's he's a great singer. That life is nothing without Equalizic, and he's nothing without his band. He's, they got to be together. So I'm happy for yeah. them, and uh, I'm happy for the 90s making a comeback. <laughs> the 90s never left, man. The 90s never left. Uh, That's right. We, You're right about yeah. That. Um. So what what have you this is this is weird man this is the first time we've done two consecutive shows in a in a long time and I got to tell you I'm already fucking exhausted <laughs> 
Me too. But I was looking forward to it definitely every every uh every week every show we have uh, I look forward to. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 we we got we got to get back on track here. We got to get you know the wheels are falling off. <laughs> we got to get those wheels back on. We joyriding over here. What what have you been up to in the we last week? We <laughs> What? What have you been up to in the last week? Oh, the last week working. Yeah. Eating a lot of pizza. I didn't see too much of that Super Bowl. Huh? What, what about what about the Patriots? That was ridiculous. Insane. <laughs> yeah. I, I. You mean the fact that they uh, that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick support supported Trump? Agreed. Agreed. That is insane. <laughs> but that win was uh, that win was like almost Trump-esque at the end. <laughs> yes, that is a great way to describe it. Though so I didn't actually see a single moment of the game. I mean, I heard about what happened, but the only thing that I saw was uh, I saw like most of Gaga by accident because I just turned off whatever I was watching on. I always try and avoid watching the Super Bowl, and I always wind up watching it accidentally. And this year, luckily, it was only part of the halftime show, and the commercials were apparently, you know, I didn't hear anything great about commercials being uh, particularly funny this year or anything like that. I guess they were very political, right. which is understandable. But, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, I've tried, man. I just can't stand football. I can't stand the start and stop. You know what football reminds me of? Football reminds me of when I used to live in Los Angeles, California, and I would uh, I would put the I would step on the gas for about maybe uh, three seconds, and then I would step on the brakes for about five minutes, and then I would step on the gas for about six seconds, and then I would step on the brake for about thirty-five hours. I mean, it was just you know that's what football reminds me of. It's the start and stop and start and stop. That's the thing that I like. I love tennis is that every single uh, point is a point, whereas football, you got all these starts and stops and downs and shit, and uh, I just can't, I can't rock with it, so I always try to avoid the Super Bowl, but what did you think of that, that crazy win at the end? Uh, you know, I'm kind of like you, actually, I'm going to be honest with you. If it wasn't for the social situation about the Super Bowl where people get together and uh, eat a lot of food and pick out and um, I, I don't think I would watch it, and you know, I didn't really watch most of it. I saw, I actually saw the ending, which I thought was pretty amazing. Uh, that kind of comeback was just uh, unheard of. But other mm-hmm. than that, the commercials again were uh, politicized. Lady Gaga was was phenomenal, I thought. And uh, yeah, um, you know, football to me, yeah, I'm exactly like you. I don't watch football. I, I think it's kind of boring. I know what you're saying that it's not consistent play, and uh, it's just like. It's just boring. It's just like, you know, they wear about the same uniforms. They look all the same, uh, you know, and the, the, all they're doing is taking one uh, a ball, you know, a couple feet, stopping, a couple feet, stopping. Boring. Right. Boring, bro. Boring. Yeah, exactly. Boring and tedious. Very and, tedious. And, and uh, I, hate Tom. I, I, I do hate, hate Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady why? or the Patriots. Why do you hate him? Why uh, do you hate them? He, I just think he's too... It's just, they're just too cocky. They win all the time, and, uh, you yeah. know, I, I got to go with the Giants. I like the Giants more. But uh, yeah. I got to hand it to him. He won, he, he won a big game, and, uh, wow, Atlanta, what the hell happened there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know. I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> 
Maybe brought the bad uh, luck without this. <laughs> yeah. Or just the, the the fact that it's a city that can cause such such misery in such a short oh amount of time God. indicates that it can cause oh. its football team that misery in an even shorter period oh. of time. Oh my God. Um, but uh, what have you been up uh, to, Maine? What's going on with you? Oh well, on last time we spoke was Thursday, and I think I mentioned that I was going to uh, run a 5K that weekend because Fit- Fitness Frank. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Fitness Frank and I, we signed up for this 5K. Well, yeah, I mean, he made me sign up, basically. And um, we, uh, w- what happened was on Friday, uh, Jason, you know, Selvig, he texts me that he, he, what am I doing tonight? And, and I, I didn't, you know, I said, well, I got my meeting, and then I, I could do dinner or something after that. And then he said he had an awkward amount of time to kill between the time that I then and the time of the, the meeting. And so I said, why don't you come to the meeting? Um, so he did, he came to the meeting um, and, uh, and uh, basically audited the meeting, I guess, but at the, at the end of it, and, and Jason's been very depressed. Uh, let me tell you, since the election, he's been crying. He's been very depressed. Um, and, uh, and, and last week with that whole paper towels clip, that was the first time he was, he was happy in, in like a long time. And then on Friday night after the meeting, our friend Vinny B went over and gave him a hug and, uh, and said that he watched his movie twice on Netflix and stuff. And, and he said like, I got to give you a hug. And, and that was the second time Jason was happy in a long time. So that was good. Um, and then after that, Excellent. Jason and I went to um, uh, dinner, and then after that, we went to see Split, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, you know? Oh. And <laughs> and uh, did you see like it? That. No, I didn't. Everybody told me it's such a good movie. What, what did you think of it? Well, we we okay. have a... a bla- a friend of Blaze and Rye Radio, uh, Broadway legend Tony winner Betty Buckley, has a, has a major role in it, which which was really nice to see. Um, so, Are you serious? Uh, right, yeah. So she's been on, you know, she's been on the show before, and and she's just uh, she's fantastic in the movie, and and that was nice to see. the 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 movie I kind of liked it. Uh, Jason didn't uh, like at all, um, but I'm oh. thinking that, you know, I have to wake up for this 5K tomorrow, and I had told him that and stuff, but I also was thinking that Frank, my fitness sponsor, my personal trainer, whatever, uh, he he always talks about this story where he, he went out one night and got, like, one hour of sleep, and the next day he had one of the best races he's ever run. And then I was thinking about it, how, like, Ooh. in high school, I we had the prom, and then I got two hours of sleep, and then I played in the States the next day, and that was one of my favorite matches that I've ever played. Um, so... Uh, I was thinking that I didn't really need to get sleep too much before the race. So we we go to dinner, we go to the movie, and then I get home pretty late, and I I set the alarm, and I woke up on time at first, but then um, I fell back to sleep, and the race is on the Upper West Side, like on in the hundreds uh, up in Riverside Park, and I live in Brooklyn, so. Uh, not very close, and uh, and so the second time I wake up, uh, it's seven thirty, and I had and Frank told me to be up there at eight at the latest, and I'm freaking out. Oh I'm my worried, God. Frank. Yeah, I'm worried Frank's gonna kill me. So and then I'm like, I'm texting him like, do I even go? Should I? And he's not texting me back. 
Elizabeth, his wife's not texting me back. Nobody's saying shit. I even called Frank, left a message, and I don't call people ever. So there's some. And then I um, uh, so I had overslept, and so I put my shit together, uh, and just figured, you know, I'm gonna feel twice as guilty if I don't even try. So I leave, right. and I take the train, ride that D, transfer to the one. I get there on uh, at like at eight forty. <laughs> Five or so. So I get there at 8:45. I was supposed oh. to be there at eight, latest, according to Frank. But I get there at 8:45, which was still 15 minutes before the race started, and uh, and yeah. I was able, I was able to do it, and I connected with them, and and I said uh, to Elizabeth, "Did you get my text?" And she said, "Well, he just said that he, uh, you know, that uh, Ryan's one of the most committed, so he he knew you would be here anyway, um, and even though I was frantic and panicking and stuff. So." Uh, I, uh, so I, we, we run the race and, um, my time in the end was, uh, uh, 2830. So 20, 28 minutes and 30 seconds. And that was running 3.1 miles is the 5k. And wow. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping I would do a little better than that though, because when I was, so when I was, um, I think 17 and Danny DeStefano and I ran the race in New Haven, the Labor Day 5k, uh, uh, I think I was at like 30 something, but then I was, when I was 18, I think I was at around 28, 32 or something. Uh, so, uh, so this was, I, I was hoping good. it'd be faster. Now. Well, I was hoping it'd be faster now since I've been running so much, but at the same time, you got to think I'm twice as old. So you got to throw that factor in there. Uh, and, um, right. and yeah, so, so, so overall, you know, I, I guess, when you look at the average of, of the speed there, it was uh, like a nine minute and 12 second mile was the average of it. And, and uh, it was, uh, for such a long race, which I'm not used to, uh, I was pretty happy with it. And Frank was uh, pleasantly surprised. And so that was my um, uh, Saturday morning, which was, you know, the, the oversleeping just killed me. And then the uh, uh, and also Frank made me I had my Syracuse track jacket on over the LES track club. Lower East Side Track Club shirt, right. and he's like, "You're not wearing, you're not wearing the team colors, Pop." And I said, "I got them on, but under here." And he was like, "You got to put the T-shirt over the so, so here I am in the freezing cold, had to take my shirts off and switch <laughs> so that I had the track jacket under my T-shirt. So I put the T-shirt on, I look like a you know a, a big white whale with the T-shirt on over the track jacket, <laughs> and. uh and that was my Saturday morning, and I spent the rest of the day so sore. So, like, uh, I, you know, I, I, I didn't go out. I said I can't go out. I can barely move. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to feel that way and, and just have, you know, there was I, – I just had the excuse that I couldn't move. So it was a great opportunity to just hang back, watch Netflix and whatnot. But the thing is, I was so sore and exhausted that I kept falling asleep. I couldn't really enjoy my hood rat time. But that was my Saturday. That was what I've been up to, basically, you know. Oh my God, that's a uh, pretty extreme. I'm happy you made it to the race. I think you did pretty well. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you, you, you're, you're, you're cocky, huh? You thought you were going to do a little bit better than that, huh? You're really, uh, you're, you're really an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cocky. Good job. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, thank you. Uh, how, how, um. If you were to run a 5K tomorrow, what do you think your time would be? No, like honestly, honestly, yes. Uh, yes. 5K is how many miles is 5K? I hate this 5K stuff. This K, K 
Can we just do miles? How many miles is that? <laughs> it's 3.1 miles. Okay. Uh, probably about an hour. <laughs> okay. okay. Seriously. Seriously. Okay, that's seriously. And and would would we need an ambulance standing by? Uh, probably a hearse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, I mean, for somebody as far as I know, you're you're not an avid runner, right? So for, so an hour is not a bad time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you know I would walk. I can walk fast. I cannot run. I can walk. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I remember you go on a lot of walks. You walk a lot. There has to be an end point, something to look forward to. Maybe like something to eat afterwards. If, if that's the case, if I'm walking towards a restaurant, I can do it. If not, I may die. Well, that's exactly what you do. That's what we did after after the 5K. We all went and got something to eat. They would, Frank wanted to go to IHOP. That's what my my fitness coach wants to go to is IHOP. So thankfully, the uh, his, his friend uh, suggested elsewhere. We went elsewhere, um, and uh, and then Sunday, I just figured, you know, I, I better lay lay off, take it easy on Sunday. But um, but I just yeah, want to read. Yeah, also do some hood rat stuff. Yeah, exactly. Sunday, I kind of just, I figured, I mean, I wanted to go to the gym and shit, but I also figured that I, I was going to hurt myself if I did. Um, oh, so too much. Go to the gym after doing a, uh, uh, well, that's ridiculous. You're, you're, well, you're here's, insane. No, the reason weeks is not a good one. It's not a healthy reason. It's because if I don't go for one day, then that leads to right. me uh, eating too much and then you know, next thing you know, by by the third day after that, I'm I'm ordering from Damonays or something. Oh, you said you uh, ate, uh, you've been eating a lot of pizza lately. Where from? Pizza. I I order from this place called Daddio's in Buffalo, which I have to say I'm very impressed with the pizza in Buffalo. It's very, you never would think it, but they make good pizza here. The dough is very fluffy. They use a lot of cheese. It's almost like New York style, but thicker. And, uh, but yeah, I, I ordered for a food place called Daddy O's. Is it like Chicago style then? <laughs> if it's fluffier or it's still. No, more you know, it, it's not like a deep dish, but it is like that. It's more like that than it is New York or New Haven. But I still mm. prefer New Haven. But, uh, of course. It, it's a good pizza, actually. They, especially their buffalo chicken pizza. They specialize in that, of course, in the, you know, the chicken wings and the buffalo wings. And, uh, but it's very good pizza. Good. I was at a thing but recently where I said I was from New Haven. Right. I said I was from New Haven with the pizza, and uh, someone was like, "Oh, do you eat Papa John's?" Or something. I said, "No, I'm from New Haven." And then Miriam, this girl, goes, "Oh, well, I'm from Brooklyn," as if that was supposed to be better than New Haven. But fuck that. I hate that shit. <laughs> I hate that shit. The New Yorkers think their pizza is so amazing. They don't understand that. You know, they don't understand what we got in the Elm City, man. Yeah, we got, like, good stuff. We have, like, the real traditional pizza. Uh, and I, I was watching a a uh, thing on pizza, and they had actually there's just this whole show based on New Haven pizza. And John DeStefano actually kind of opens up mm. and talks about pizza and how it's, like, such an important thing to uh, people from New Haven because uh, it's like family. Mm. It's like sitting down and eating with your family and enjoying a good, uh, good pizza of high 
And it was really kind of heartwarming. And I thought it was really great. And uh, is that the same Miriam from New Haven? No, no, no. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> no, this is Miriam uh, Dujnik's wife. Uh, well, Miriam okay. from New Haven. Okay. Didn't so that, that didn't you guys? Didn't you guys have some sort of uh, issue with each other, you and Miriam from New Haven? No, I I think it was. Yeah, we just thought uh, we thought very uh, not highly of each other. She was weird, man. She probably thought it was weird too. But uh, <laughs> wasn't she like really skinny and really short? I, I from what I remember, uh, I don't know how short she was. She no? she was she was thin. I mean, she was short compared to you, sure. <laughs> I remember her being her friends. Wasn't she friends with that? Uh, that uh, I think she was Indian. Uh, and she worked on the campaign, right? Shonu Gandhi. Shonu Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> Shonu. Yeah. 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 But Shonu's real name Will was that? Shonu's real name was Sushma. But what do you remember about Shonu? Sushma. Sushma, yeah, that was her real name. So when his, when that, that's where I Sushma. get, you better get your cousin from, because when uh, this guy, this, this like, this homeless guy used to come around and terrorize Shonu and be like, Sushma, Sushma, you don't understand, you're working for the man, Sushma, and he would like berate her about working for Mayor Stefano. And the thing is, though, people were like, mm, Shonu, who is that? And and then he, she's like, oh, that's my ex-boyfriend, Roy. And uh, and one time Roy came by and was, Sushma, Sushma, you got to stop working for this campaign, man. You're working for the man. And then he walks away, and then then that kid Tyrone McLean goes, mm, Shanu, you better get your cousin. And that's where I get that phrase, you better get your cousin from. You better get your cousin. <laughs> oh, my God. Those were good days. Those were very, very fun. Will, remember Will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? This so this kid that Weeks and I went to high school with, or I went to high school with, uh, Will Eisenberg. I uh, would you agree, John Weeks, that I keep in touch with people better than anybody else you've ever met? Oh, I think you're you're the absolute best that yeah, keep in touch with people. Not only that, but bringing people together. Oh, stop! But, but, and that's a skill well, that most people don't have. Well, the one thing. That the one person that I was unable, that I've been unable to keep in touch with, has been Will Eisenberg, and it's just been impossible. And I haven't been able to. I remember he started like not returning my calls when I used to call his mom's house back when we had to do that. You know, back in the day we had to, you know, we didn't have cell telephones. Um, and and then yeah. and remember he went to Sony SUNY Purchase, but he called it SUNY Poor Choice, and then he wound up going to American after that, and he. And he was with this girl, Arena, and then they broke up. And, and anyway, I, I'm like, okay, so this kid has disappeared uh, himself from my life. And then Joanna uh, Cresswell Nee Cunningham recently posted on her Facebook um, that uh, she – it was like one of the things – it was like a survey and her first prom date or something. She wrote Will Eisenberg, and she tagged him in it. And I'm like, holy shit, how the hell did she get in touch with him? <laughs> Like she was able to penetrate that Eisen wall, and I still am am being shunned for some reason. I just remember Eisenberg being a terrible person. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> for sure, he was just uh, always simply miserable, and everything never was good. 
And uh, I just remember just talking to him. There seemed to be a dark cloud around him, and I didn't feel like I, – I never felt happy around him. And uh, <laughs> I think it's good that you didn't keep in touch with him. I, and anyone who doesn't keep in touch with you is odd because it's good to keep in touch with you, and you do a phenomenal job of it, and you bring people together. And the, the mains would never have occurred if it wasn't for you, you know. Because, uh, you know, the mains really don't have anything in common at all. And, uh, but you bring us together. But, you know, without you being a centralized force, we all fall apart. This is why we're all in different locations now, you know. Uh, two of them went yep. to Atlanta, which is like the worst city on earth. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I'm in Buffalo, which is like the worst city on earth. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we need to get together again. I think uh, Jay reached out to me. He was like, we, we got to get together. Yeah, what did you say? Okay. Yeah, I what did you yes. say? Okay. Yo, bro, that's my – don't call me my government name. So what, what you just talked about just <laughs> now about with um, – uh, with Will being such a miserable person, that reminds me, and I think I've told you this before, but that reminds me, do you remember my old roommate in L.A., Patrick? <laughs> How could I forget? Patrick was odd. He was bizarre, man. Very bizarre. <laughs> so, Patrick, this kid, is, you know, his mother's name was also Pat, so I think that that was a strange thing about him, and then he also was a clown. Like, he, he was a, a party clown, and would dress, he would come home dressed in clown clothes and boot, shoes. And anyway, um, he uh, I, rem, I, I remember whenever like we were getting close to the end of our lease, and uh, and he and and he and I are talking, and he says something like <laughs> he says to me, "Well, um, you are uh, one of the most <laughs> miserable people I've ever met in my life." <laughs> uh, well, uh, you are one of the most miserable people I've ever met in my life. He says it to me, and I was at the time, but it's such a, it's so nice to laugh about it now. But uh, I, he was right. He was so right. <laughs> I find that very funny because he was one of the strangest people I ever met. <laughs> Even my other friends who came in, uh, came with me and visited you in the California, yeah. thought he was very strange. Yeah. Remember we had that story of the. And I swear to God, I went there. I went to the bathroom at like three in the morning, and I tiptoed up there. And as I walked by Patrick's room, I heard like these, you know. <laughs> and I, I swear to God, I think he was, I think he had the door wide open, and he was. <laughs> You know, yeah, plundering himself to uh, pornos out there. <laughs> plundering himself to not, pornos was, out there. The, the door was wide open. <laughs> wide open. Yeah, so that's one thing about Patrick is he had a ton of uh, porn downloaded onto his computer. So that is definitely something <laughs> that you would have heard walking by his room. You know, you know what another thing I'm remembering is when I, I think I had to 
use I think I didn't like my computer wasn't working or something and he was out of town so I I used his computer but I also <laughs> I also like made sandwiches in his room or something and I left the mustard bottles around <laughs> and I left the mustard bottles around his room and he comes back and oh and I and I overflowed the toilet toilets overflowed there's mustard all over the floor <laughs> And he comes back from being out of town, and he's like, and and we're we're kind of just getting through the whole toilet fiasco, and he, and then he's like, um, I, yeah, I really don't, I don't mind you using my computer, but all the mustard bottles, all and, and I was like, I already took care of him because I had already taken care of him by the time you know he, he had come back, and then he left, and he came back, so and he's like, oh, okay, and that was the end of it, and he was. He was always like to me and Jason. He would be like, "Uh, hey guys, I still uh need your. I'm sorry to do this, but I need your rent from like five months ago." And you know, he was very uh, <laughs> understanding guy, but uh, terrible, like horrible, horrible to live with. I mean, just a horrible person to interact with, but very nice guy. Yeah, but terrible. He was a very strange lad. I have to say, he. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. He's a strange lad, though. I don't. But, and then I think I, that was the first time I met uh, Jason as well. But that was just that was even more. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happened there? I think it was just like Jason coming in. We should neither of us introduced ourselves, but we were both rude. And he um, he just was watching the TV. I think not. You know, my, my boy uh, Nasarino was watching some kind of baseball game, and he was like Barry Bonds, yeah, steroids. And then he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> that that wait, that's what Jason said. Barry Bonds, yeah, and walked away. Yeah, Barry Bonds, yeah, steroids. And yeah, that's... And then he walked away. <laughs> that is something he would do. <laughs> uh. That was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. My friends were like, "What's going on?" But I loved it. I loved it. Good man. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very dark, twisted time. Dark and twisted time. Um, yeah, that was good. We went and, to the counter. That was a good burger. Oh, yeah, the counter. And we went to that karaoke place, Dimples. Did you do a song? No, I didn't do a song. I wasn't brave enough. I think you did. You were amazing at uh, uh, Lose Yourself. You killed it, as always. Yeah, that's my that's my go-to. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, and then at the counter, you ate that pounder, the pounder at the counter, the pounder at the counter. (laughs) I remember that. That was delicious, but uh, it it wasn't so great afterwards. But you said that you didn't have to, you said you didn't have to take, so Weeks ate a one pound burger at the counter in Santa Monica, and then... He says that for the entire duration of driving back across the country, he did not have to take a dunk. Is that true? That's true. That's true. I have a very strange digestive system. I even ate some fries. Do you remember that? And then mm-hmm. uh, it was just that was delicious burger. But yeah, I didn't have to. Nothing happened until I got back to. I think we went back to Vegas uh, from there. Beautiful place yeah. that area, Santa Monica. Beautiful place, Santa Monica. Uh, yeah, okay. that was one of one of 
that was one of the only spots I liked out there. And I'm just wondering at the moment uh, where, where – oh, no, I'm not. Do you know what time it is, Weeks? Oh my god. What's wrong? Oh my god. Nothing. I'm, I've got scandal on with the sound down, and there's a hot sex scene with Cyrus. Oh, oh Cyrus. No. You mean the villain Cyrus from Heroes? Cyrus is having his ears suited on by an ex-FBI agent. Oh, shit. Is Miley? <laughs> what? Oh, snap. <laughs> Miley Cyrus? Molly Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus, where are Ma- you? You're Molly in a Ray Cyrus? You're in a mo- uh, south of the border. Ooh, oh. south of the border. In Mexico? You know, that, you know this place? No. It's like a sort of bogus amusement park. It's, you see oh. signs on driving on 95 throughout the entire south in oh, both yeah. directions oh, for yeah, hundreds yeah, of miles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fireworks. Yeah, fireworks, fireworks and shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, and- Hello. 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 So, I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see what would happen after we sang, uh, if everyone was silent. Um. So, what what are you doing down there? You're driving back up north. Yeah. Yeah. Get everything. I'm sorry, I've got, uh, I had a really bad mm. allergies down there because the weather is so fucking warm in Florida and seasonably so that the oh. live oak pollen has inflamed all my sinuses. So Ooh. I can't hear Whoa. for like 10 days now. I've been able to hear. And right now, uh, to me, I, it feels like I'm shouting at you guys. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, so it's very no. weird. <laughs> so who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards, Sire Mine Fogarty Mine? Well, the first one is me for being in this fucking place. <laughs> oh. It's that gerarium. Yeah. Geranium. Yeah. yeah. But I did get to get there is an indoor pool here in a geodesic dome thing. So I was able to free Willie and, and jump in there for a hot minute. Now, who is who is Willie when you say free Willie? Who is Willie in that scenario? Isn't that the damn whale? Is what? Isn't wasn't that the whale? The fucking yeah, whale that they freed? Yeah, but who, when you say free <laughs> Willie, by, why are you saying free Willie when you go in the swimming pool? Because my fat ass is like a whale, bitch. <laughs> That's not very nice. And who's your second hot mess, Sire? My second oh, hot mess. My second hot mess. What is my second hot mess? Oh shit! I'm in trouble now. Uh, Come on. Uh oh. 
Oh, my God. Okay. I had it until you asked me about Free Willy. It's okay. We'll give you time. Weeks will sing another no, I song. I too much time because it's just scintillating radio, isn't it? <laughs> Dead air. Oh, well, I, I know one because I know you know me. I had sort of the version <laughs> of that asshole. Oh, down no. Down on the beach in St. Augustine. This, oh, like, no. six-foot-six old pruny-ass string bean motherfucker pulls up in a totally decked-out, brand-new, like, Dodge Rams, you know, rims and shit to the nines, big hopping, souped-up thing. This old fart gets out of this thing, and he's got on, like, short shorts, knee socks, you know, Reeboks. He's got a pencil-thin little fucking white mustache, and he's wearing a visor. And he walks by me to go to the public toilet, and as he does, he sort of shakes his shit my way. And then when he gets to the door, he pulls the leg up so I can see his wrinkled up pruny little dick. Well, he comes back out. He's still, like, sort of trying trying to entice me for I don't know what. And then as he's pulling off, I can't help but notice the big Trump Pence fucking sticker that's his entire back window. Oh. Yeah. That one's for you, Weeksy. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and my last uh, hot mess has got to be yeah. the... New York Knicks organization. Talk about what were they doing to Charles Oakley? Yeah. Oakley, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if he does have a beef. He paid for the ticket. He's there. Grow a fucking pair and take yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Beyond ridiculous. Idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys ready to, uh, you guys lubed up and ready to joke off? Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm sorry. Come I can't on. hear for shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, Here we on. go. Oh, Different strokes to rule the world. That's how my dad does it. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to kick us off here. Uh, Betsy DeVos was confirmed as President Trump's Secretary of Education this week. This is the first time DeVos has – this is the first time she's run for office since she was Don McCain's running mate in 2008. (laughs) Uh Well, you know, Senator Jeff Sessions was confirmed as Attorney General this week. Along with new Secretary of Commerce, Paula Dean. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, apparently the next door uh-huh. room is banging on the door because I'm being too loud. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Come on. What? Oh, oh you got. Yeah, find a conference room. Yeah, right. In the hallway. 
<laughs> there is no hallway. Okay. Least guest members of President Trump's own team are alarmed by his conduct. The leakers are also alarmed by his proclivity for leaking. Uh, 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 uh. In a resurfaced interview from 2013, Donald Trump admits to having a relationship with Vladimir Putin. Trump then said, but I can assure you, he is the bottom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Pennsylvania State Senator Dalen Leach this week suggested in a tweet that President Trump should try to ruin his career and call Trump a fascist, lupus-faced, shit-given. In response, called <laughs> Leach a supercilious, nat skinny tail of a sleeve scallywagger. Yep, yep, that's what he said. It's actually less less outrageous than what he actually says. Uh, yeah. After the well, yeah, that's actually not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> after their Super Bowl win, mm-hmm. members of the New England Patriots have said they do not want to visit the White House, which is something they have in common with Melania Trump. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> After a Senate committee published financial documents Tuesday, Australians found out their postal chief is making ten times more than his prime minister. Mm. To which Donald Trump said, "I knew that guy was a loser." Bad. Trump. Trump's counselor, Kellyanne Conway, and CNN's Jake Tapper this week clashed in a live interview. When Donald Trump was asked about this, he said, what? Oh, I would never tap her. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, during, a speech, during a speech at a law enforcement conference, President Trump said Wednesday that no one in America should be punished because of the city where he or she was born. They should be punished, of course, for the religion they were born into. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> After Under Armour CEO Kevin Plank told CNBC Tuesday that President Trump is an asset for supporting big business, NBA superstar and Under Armour client Stephen Curry said, I agree with that description. If you remove the ET from assets, in response, <laughs> President Trump said, You know you, who you can't remove an ass from is Rosie O'Donnell. Canadian man, Leslie Lawrence was sentenced to 30 months in prison Thursday by Judge Peter Doody after smuggling 22 gold pucks out of the Canadian mint in his anus. I don't oh know if that's well, but I love me some minty anus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that something that we... Didn't you talk about that anal-flavored mint? That once... Oh, it was anal-flavored mist. Yeah, the anal-flavored anal mist, right? <laughs> mm Mm-mm. Mm. Mitch, Tom Hiddleston. Mitch, 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 Mitch,
Tom Hiddleston, in an interview with GQ magazine, promises his relationship with Taylor Swift was real, as was her romance with Joe Jonas, John Mayer, Taylor Lautner, Jake Gyllenhaal, Connor Kennedy, Harry Styles, Calvin Harris, Carrot Top, Gallagher, Dennis Rodman, and the Barefoot Contessa. Uh. Judy Garland's late ex-husband, Sid Luft, wrote in his new book, now how can that be? If he was the late ex-husband. Because it's only being published now. Okay. Wrote in his new book that the actress had been molested by the munchkins on the set of The Wizard of Oz. And you thought we were done talking about shoving golden pucks up your ears. And happy little bluebirds fly above the rainbow fly away. Louder! Louder! I can't hear you! I can't hear you! Well, I don't want the banging to start again. Uh, I, I that doesn't sound like Sing you. Again. Sing it again. Sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. After a terrifying accident over the weekend, Jamie Lynn Spears' daughter is now awake and talking, and Brittany is still asleep and not singing. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. 22 gold cups of Canadian mint in his anus. In his anus. (laughs) 22 gold cups in his anus. I don't know about y'all, but I do love me. Minty anus. Minty anus. It's Britain. Minty anus. Minty Anus. Doesn't she have a show on Hulu, Minty Minty Anus? Isn't she uh didn't she wasn't she on the office, Minty Anus? I think so. Yeah. I think she was a porn star, I think. <laughs> All right. Uh close us out, Wikimon Poke Juice. Okay. Police officers in southern England Friday I stopped at a cab driver who said he was speeding because of his passenger's fart. When Donald Trump heard about this, he said I hope the cabbie got roasted on the ground. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, great one. This is a great one. Yeah, look at that brass section. Oh, yeah. child, things are going to get easier. <laughs> oh, child, things are going to get better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tom Fogarty, thank you for getting yourself into trouble for us. We greatly appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. I look forward to the freedom of the next call. Yes, we do as well. And uh, safe travels and don't get captured. Yep. Ciao, Belly. That's right. I know you know me. I know you know me. Bye. Ciao, Bella. Uh, uh, So... um, I just... I want to read something to you. Let me read this. Yes. Jessica Diaz and Ryan Canuel request your presence as they exchange vows Saturday, May 13th, 2017, 5 o'clock p.m., Zion Springs Bed and Breakfast, 
16652 Mandalay Lane, Hamilton, Virginia, 20158. Reception to follow, attire semi-formal. We look forward to celebrating with you. Kindly RSVP on or before April 15th, 2017 on our wedding website, thenot.com. For directions, accommodations, and more, please visit, visit us online. Uh, and oh, there – so not only is the wedding in Virginia, but let me tell you something. There, You know how every wedding oh. has a hashtag? Every wedding has a hashtag these days. Well, their names are Ryan and Jessica, and their hashtag is hashtag – R and J Day. Hashtag R and J Day. What do you think about that hashtag? R and J Day. I feel it's terrible. I think it's like, it reminds me of like Independence Day and aliens and explosions and uh, it just sounds terrible. I, you know, don't, don't, don't even do it. Don't even do the hashtag if it doesn't work, you know? That's just, I don't like it. R and J Day. It's just terrible. It's like PB and J Day. It's like peanut butter and jelly day. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. Yeah, stop it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. You're not gonna go this way, are you? Uh, you know, Bro? I think I might. I think I always. You know, I always do, don't I? You do. You do. You do. I, I mean, like, this is in Virginia. What, why is it in like some zoning town in Virginia? What is this town in Virginia? I don't know, but but here. So that was the. So that, uh, by the way, the hashtag R N J Day, which is R A N D J D A Y, that is not only the worst wedding hashtag I've ever seen, but it's the single worst <laughs> hashtag I've ever seen in my life. The most uncreative, ridiculous, and also yeah. tragic hashtag. And it's it appears that these friends of mine do not know how Romeo and Juliet ended. So I go to their website. Um, and on the top of it, it says, Our Story, Stargazing, and let me read a little bit about what it says on the website. Uh, okay. It is, not, it is not exactly bloody Shakespeare, but some might say it's close. Okay. We, we got the two star-crossed lovers part right, that's for sure. <clears throat> for five years, we lived as friends that would see each other at gatherings living very different lives and having very different relationships, even sharing relationship advice with one another. It wasn't until we both were exiting, how would the bard call it, befouled relationships, when our stars began to change. Fast forward to a lone star wedding in which we were both in attendance. Oh, my God, this is written so crazily. They say that love... Oh, my God, I threw up a little bit just now reading this. Mm. They say that <laughs> – I really did. I really vomited a little bit in my mouth. They bro, say that love – <laughs> They say that love is in the air at weddings. Well, it must have been – not must have been. Well, it mu- these are two educated people have their fucking master's degree. Well, must have been because we found it there under the big star-dusted Texas sky. I just want to go over that last Ooh. sentence. Fast forward to a Lone yeah. Star wedding in which we were both in attendance. Oh, my God. They say that love, oh. quote, is in the air at weddings. Well, it must have been because we found it there 
under the big star dusted Texas sky. Um, and let's see. That's the story. The wedding. Let me see if there's anything else that we need to go over here. Details. Registry. RSVP. Um, let's see. Hotel rooms. That's all the normal shit. Normal shit. Normal shit. Normal shit. Normal shit. Normal shit. Uh, that's all normal. RSVP. Photos. Our engagement. Wedding. Wedding. Our story. Wait, they have another page for their story? Oh, no, it's the same thing. Um, I think it's the same oh, thing. God. Yeah. Okay, so that is – that's a hashtag R&J day. That, that is such a – just a I, – I, 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 I literally vomited just now reading that. What did you think of it? So just listening to it, I was just losing interest in it. And it sounded so boring because it was like so – it was like so laborious to listen to that. It was just—I don't want to hear about this story. It sounds terrible already. I mean, they, they need to hire a writer. Terrible. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So that'll—you know—that'll be a wedding that I'll wind up uh, willingly go going to, but complaining about at the same time, as as is my want. W O N T, not W A N T. So that's uh. That's the next one. I, th- I think that's the only one. Oh, no, I think there's one more in the fall in New York, but at oh. least that's in New York. Uh, I think those are the only two I have scheduled this year. you have any coming up? No, I have no, no coming up and no coming up. And I'm just glad. I don't know how you do it. Quite frankly, I've stopped having friends. You know, I don't want to go to weddings anymore. I've just uh, become a hermit, and uh, I don't even want to go to social engagements anymore. So I just stopped trying to go, you know, have friends. That's my excuse to not go to weddings anymore and to any kind of a back and yeah. I am afraid. Well, that's... I, when, you, when you brought up the wedding, when you were reading that wedding invitation, I was shivering over here in the corner of my room. It sounded like That's yeah, how bad it sounded it like I was scared. <laughs> I was not, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I was not... There's flashbacks coming back to me. It's just <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Yep, that was my intention. I wanted you to be uh, put in a straitjacket by the end of the card. Um, the it's interesting that you say that though about not having friends because today I asked this guy on Grinder what he's on there for, and he said something like, uh, "No agenda, friends, fun, you." And I said, "Anything but friends, ha ha." And he said, uh, <laughs> "And he said uh, noted, and uh, he meant friends with benefits anyway." So, uh, so I said, yeah, because I cannot take, I can't handle any more friends. And then this other guy on Grinder around the same time, he said that I could come over after my appointment today on the Upper East Side, uh, and and he tells me like his address, right? And he says, should I be concerned that I, oh, oh, because I told him I was going to my therapist, and he said physical or mental. By the way, I didn't, I only said it because he asked. I, I didn't willingly give this information, but he's like, oh, what's your appointment to work? And I said, therapist. He said physical or mental? And I said, mental. And then he goes, should I be concerned that I invited you to my apartment? And I go, pretty ignorant question to ask about therapy. And then he says, for all I know, you could be, he says, for all I know, you could be Jason Bates. Jason Bates? What the heck? <laughs> so he says, for all I know, you could be Jason Bates. And there's a pause. And then he says, or Bateman. And then I wrote, I wrote Norman Bates, Patrick Bateman, Jason Bateman is an actor. 
that he, right through him. And all for all I know, you could be, you know, Jason Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, at least I got, he said, at least I got the bait part right, the B-A-T-E. That's the one part he got right. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, I never I never went over. I had to get fucking back to work. Man, I don't have time for that shit. Too old for that shit. Oh, you're a workaholic. Dude. You're a workaholic. That's all you are. You just you run around with your 5Ks and you, 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 you work all day. It's just ridiculous. And you go to weddings. The weddings are just work. I know they're just work. They're just work. <laughs> I feel like calling weddings... <laughs> Calling them work is too complimentary. It's I feel like work is is yeah. way easier than attending some of these weddings. Don't get me wrong. Right, don't right. Get no, you're right. You're right. Because... Don't get us wrong. It's right. we okay. Weddings are still can still be very fun events, except that we have been traumatized by one in particular and just the amount of of money and time that we spent being groomsmen's and best mains yeah. and mainmans. I feel like my my soul was drained from that wedding, uh, and I'll never get it back. I mean, <laughs> weddings can be fun, but I know what you're saying. It's, and work can be fun too, but, and that's why you know work is probably better than the wedding because at work at least you get paid. At a wedding, you're just dishing out so <laughs> much money, so much cash. It's ridiculous. I you know what can never? I don't know how you, know you do can, it. I, I really don't know how you do it. It's you know what you can really got to write a book. You know what can what? never be fun, though? You know what can never be fun? What? What? Bachelor parties. Bachelor parties. Oh, oh my God. Would you, no truer words have been spoken. Uh, <laughs> bachelor parties, especially after the ones, especially after the ones we've experienced with Mainstream and Jesus, they were torture. They were terrible. <laughs> terrible. Oh, my God. Oh my God! I I hope Andrew never gets married again, and I hope Andrew's never divorced. So he doesn't have another bachelor party. <laughs> oh my oh. God! Imagine that. that oh my God! That would be the worst because it's bad enough that like that one of my friends has already you know I was already at the first wedding. Now he's divorced. Now he's having another wedding, and was, that's bad enough. Let alone oh. imagine going to Jesus's again. Oh my God. Oh my God! I couldn't do it. I would. I would. I would die. I think if if we did it again, I think I wouldn't make it out of it. I would. (laughs) I would have to go, Hugh. That's the funny thing. I would go, and then I'd probably die. (laughs) (laughs) Part part of me wishes we died at the first one. Yeah, exactly. I think it would have been the easier way out. Like frankly, (laughs) instead of we're just lingering along. You know, desperately clinging to life, even though both of us gone after the torture we experienced. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Bachelor parties are never fun. Weddings can be fun, although after I stopped drinking, weddings are longer than they've ever been. They're not necessarily less fun, yep. but they are far fucking longer now. It's like, oh my God, how many goddamn Bon Jovi songs do I have to hear just because we're at a wedding in New Jersey before I can go to bed? Um, right. Yeah, just so right. they're so long being sober. Weddings, I think the key to weddings is the timing. Uh, things have to go in a very a kind of swift progression. There can't be like downtime between like, I guess like the the dances between the daughter. 
and their uh, their father and, and the cake cutting. Sometimes there's just too much of an expansive time in between. That's where you'll mm-hmm. find me getting very frustrated with the wedding. Like this wedding's got to go on a point and a schedule, and it's got to be a, have a beginning and an end. You can't just be dancing all night long. Enough with the dancing. I'm very tired of all this, the traditions, the father-daughter and the mother-son and the cake cutting. I, I'm sick right. of all that shit. All of it takes up too much time. It's yeah. wasteful. I would prefer if we were just dancing all night. I'm saying the opposite, I think. I would prefer just the dancing, scrap all the traditions, everyone just dance and shut up. Well, I, you, know, you know what? I somewhat agree with you because Get rid of the traditions. Do more fun stuff. Some of the dancing, you know, I would, you know, have a little more unorthodox uh, wedding. Like, have trivia. Have, you know, something fun to do for the, the, the guests. Maybe have some rock band or arcade games or something. I don't know. Have something that, that can really occupy the guests. Otherwise, it's boring. It's <laughs> the only time... The only time that the cake has ever been worth it was with the toilet cake with Friedman. That's the only time the cake has made a difference in a positive way. <laughs> I think I think the only time that I really believe in the irony of, of, of that, that, that the only time that I really believe that when there was some kind of other presence in the world was when that cupcake cake <laughs> fell over. And <laughs> There had to be some kind of force in the world that agreed I, with us that how terrible this union was <laughs> that made that cake go over these railing there. That it was just meant to be. It was just meant to be. There was something weird going on there. Oh, yeah. That cake sacrificed itself, I think, partly for us. Yes. Yes, exactly. I think it, 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 it wanted to send us a a sign that we were not alone in our misery. You know, the thing is, I would never remember that all those cupcakes fell over the fence at Jesus's wedding. I would never remember it except for the fact that right when it happened, you had the biggest smile on your face that I've seen since I've known you. And, and you were cracking up maniacally, and then you keep bringing it up. Otherwise, I would have totally forgotten about that. <laughs> Lucas, if you think about it, you couldn't write a better story. I mean, everything was wrong. The music, that band, Ken's terrible best man speech, uh, the guests, everything was so wrong. And then they go, they go with all this hope. And I know it sounds mean. They go with all this hope. They're a brand new married couple. They go to, uh, I think they were going to cut a cupcake or something like that. And the whole thing yeah. falls overboard. And you you knew it was going to happen. You just knew it was going to happen. It was just, it was terrible. It was, uh, but it was like some some form of redemption, you know, of the night. Redemption of the night. That's a great title. Maybe that'll be the title of my book instead of Always a Groomsman, Redemption of the Night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. Weeks, what, oh, yeah. what is your favorite scene in She's a Man, Man, Future, Man, to Bang, Man, Man? Okay, my favorite scene in She's a Man, Man, Future, Man, to Bang, Man. Shot to be when the Man of Bang plays a crippled person who can see the future. A clairvoyance, if you wish. 
Okay. And he's asking a question of his doctor. He's asking a question of his doctor. If you could go back to time in time to Germany before Hitler came to power, knowing what you know now, would you kill him? Is that why you sent for me to ask me this uh, this question, John? I have to talk to you, Sam, because I've had another episode. Oh yes. Go on. I've been tutoring this boy named Stuart. In the vision, I saw him drown. But well, that's not the point. In the vision, something was missing. Oh, how do you mean? It was like a blank spot, a dead zone. First of all, tell me, did the boy in fact drown? Father wanted him to play hockey. I talked him out of it. The boy's alive. Ah, yes. Don't you see how clear it is, John? Not only can you see the future, you can... Yeah, I can change it. You can change it. Exactly. Here. Yes, John, that is your, your dead zone. The possibility of altering the outcome of your premonitions is fascinating. Let me take a note. What about my question? Huh? Oh, you mean the one about Hitler? What, what would you do? I don't like this, John. What are you getting at? What would you do? Would you kill him? All right. All right. I'll ask, answer your question. I'm a man of medicine, John. I'm expected to save lives and ease suffering. I love people. Therefore, I would have no choice but to kill the son of a bitch. You never get away alive. It, it doesn't matter. I would kill him. And that's my favorite scene is she's the main main base man. That was yes, that was one of her one of her excellent performances. Yes. Thank you, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. What 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 is that that you just I'm I feel like an idiot, but I don't know what's after the colon. It's a very old movie that uh, created a spin off of the show. That was The Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. That's one of my favorite uh, movies from way back when. I think in the 70s. The Dead Zone. The, the Dead Zone? Yeah, The Dead Zone. The Dead there's Zone, a, yeah. He, there's a TV show? There was a TV show. Uh, that guy who recently got in big trouble because he assaulted his neighbor. I forget his name. But he, uh, he was in Breakfast Club. Um, let me see. That was his name. It was like Anthony something. Anthony, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall? Hall. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, this is, that, this is that show. I think it was around for like six or seven seasons. Oh, wow. Was that on like TNT or something? What? Yeah, it was on... What was, what's the network that does that, that did Monk? That did... Uh, oh, USA. I think it was Monk. USA. That's what it was. Yeah. That's with, what it was. Up All Night with Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, up all night. You, you want to say up all night? <laughs> and my favorite scene. My favorite scene is my future man to bang bang. She plays a real fucked up dude, and uh, it's it's uh, it's. Well, I think it has. To, I haven't seen the movie since like the '80s or something, even before it came out. Uh, it, before season man came out as one saw the movie, but. I, I think it has to do with vampires or something, but a whole lot of evil teenagers. And Amanda Baines plays a very good, uh, a very, a very bad guy named JD. And she goes, "Can't believe you did it. I was teasing. I loved you. Sure, I was coming up here to kill you. First, I was gonna try and get you back with my amazing petition. It's a shame you can't see what our fellow students really signed. Listen." We students at Westerberg High will die today. Our burning bodies will be the ultimate throat to a society that degrades us. Fuck you all. 
not very subtle, but neither is blowing up the whole school now, is it? Talk about your suicide pact, huh? When our school blows up tomorrow, it's going to be the kind of thing that affects a whole generation. It'll be the Woodstock for the 80s. Damn it, Veronica. We could have roasted marshmallows together. And that's my favorite scene of season, man. My feature man, the bangs, man. Lots of emotion there. I love it. Oh, boy, that got. You know that. Given everything that's happened since then, that was not a wise choice to just do. I had not read that monologue prior to reading it, and I regretted it halfway through uh, because now, now that that's a very common thing. But this was back in the '80s movie Heather's. Uh, but you know, so many school shootings and shit like that since then. Uh, it's just gotten worse. So that was not very funny. Yeah, that's true. Speech. It was not a funny speech. Well, that was good. It was so good. You did a very good job. I liked it. Right? <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of shootings. You know, but not recently. There hasn't been too many shootings recently, you know, in the past, like, week or so. But, you know, who knows? <laughs> not going to win. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not, not in the U.S. Uh, all right, so I can think of no better way of ending the show than saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking thing, man? You're going to offer her a Junior Mint. Because who's going to turn down a Junior Mint? It's chocolate, it's peppermint, it's delicious. It's very refreshing. Then she's going to stick it up her ass, and she's going to ask <laughs> Miss the Anus. And you're going to call her Miss the Anus. Are you saying misty or minty anus? Minty anus. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, because a junior mint wouldn't give you a misty anus. It would give you a minty. Good night, Ruth. Good night. <laughs>